Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. This is the most amazing example of a man's faith being tested and strengthened by God that, that we can find anywhere, in my opinion. In Genesis chapter 17, God had promised Abraham a son when he was already 99 years old. Sarah was 90 years old, we saw that last week, and God promised to give them a son. Told him what his name would be and said, your descendants are going to become nations, plural. The faith that Abraham exhibited was extraordinary. Today, Pastor Robert will show you that you can exhibit the same amount of faith because you serve the same God. When God made a promise to Abraham that his son would be the father of many nations, Abraham trusted God with his son's life. Because he knew God kept his promises, Abraham's God is the same God as yours, and he still keeps his promises. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Today we're going to focus our attention on verses 17 to 19 and take an honest look into one of the more controversial passages in the Bible. Verse 17 says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Now, this is the most amazing example of a man's faith being tested and strengthened by God that that we can find anywhere, in my opinion. In Genesis chapter 17, God had promised Abraham a son when he was already 99 years old. Sarah was 90 years old. We saw that last week. And God promised to give them a son, told him what his name would be, and said, your descendants are going to become nations, plural, through that baby yet to be conceived. Quite a promise. He told him that this son, Isaac, would be the son of the covenant through whom the king of kings would one day be born. But then in chapter 22, God commanded the unthinkable. Of Abraham. Genesis 22, verse 1 says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the offering, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And so he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you've not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. Just as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I've sworn, said the Lord, because you've done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies and your seed. All of the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you've obeyed my voice. Wow. A little bit confusing, right? I mean, there's so much that's left out. This is one of those that, uh, you know, I often think about some of, the, some of the people that we read about in the Scriptures that I look forward to having a conversation with. Abraham's definitely one of them. You know, I, I got some questions for Abraham because we're, we're not given the whole story here. I mean, imagine God says to you, that son that I promised you, you know, the, the, the teenager there, the the young man, because he wasn't a little boy anymore. He was, a, he was an older teenager or, or a young man by this time. God says, I want you to take him, I want you to cut his throat, and then I want you to burn him completely, completely a burnt offering. And the Bible says that the next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey and took two of his young men and, and set out. You think maybe something's left out? I think something got left out. I mean, what dad... Would, would have just, oh, okay, no problem. I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> no, something got left out in that story. Now, understand God deliberately left it out. If he had wanted us to know exactly what happened, he would have told us all of the details, right? But you can rest assured that Abraham and God had more of a conversation than we read about right here. Well, you want me to do what? But he did it. Why did he do it? Oh, Hebrews tells us what was going on in his mind. He believed God would raise him from the dead. God asked Abraham to move far beyond trusting him with his own life and trust him with the life of his son. Now, you parents, you grandparents, you, this is huge. You know how big this is. 
trusting God with, with yourself. You know, when, you're, when I was a single guy, I traveled all over the world. I mean, I, I did some crazy things, you know, on the mission field. Went, went to some, some crazy places. A couple of weeks ago, I took my wife and my little girl to the jungle. It's a little different. Do you understand? It's a little different trusting God with my teenage daughter than it is as a single guy launching out and trusting God to take care of me. And I can't imagine. Last week, we talked about faith in faith. And I, I told you it's actually just witchcraft. It's often referred to as magical thinking, the hope that everything's just going to work out in the end. You know, that I, it's like, okay, somehow, it's, somehow it'll just take care of itself. And, you know, I just finished a book. It was the biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you know, the German pastor who was, he was executed two weeks before his concentration camp in Nazi Germany was liberated by the Allies, by, by the American forces that came in. Two weeks. Two weeks. Only three weeks before Hitler committed suicide, he ordered. They, they believed personally that Bonhoeffer and, and the co-conspirators with them be, be executed. He knew the war was lost, but he just he had to, he had to make sure that guy died. That story, you know, was fascinating. You know, almost 600-page book about the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and one of the things that he dealt with over and over and over and over in pre-war Germany was this magical thinking. Oh, it's this is nothing. It, it, this this is it's, it'll all work out. Hitler started changing their country, their constitution, and they just sat by, hoping, you know, this, this, this will work. I mean, this, you know, it'll work out. I mean, I mean he, he's got a point about, the, you know, he's, he's right about that. And he changed everything bit by bit, slowly, one step at a time, and, and they just sat by like the frog in the frying pan, you know, hoping this, this will work out eventually without requiring anything of me personally. He inserted himself into the inner workings of the state church, began redefining Christianity. I'd never read that, but it's fascinating to read about specifically the things that he did. He redefined the Christian faith in the state church in Germany based on what was best for Germany rather than what the Bible said. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.